In recent years, the city of Chicago has poured millions of dollars into anti-violence efforts known as street outreach. Now, during that same period, gun violence in the city has skyrocketed. And so this raises an obvious question. Is this an effective strategy? Northwestern University professor Andrew Papakustos studies Chicago gun violence and street outreach efforts, and he spoke with WBEZ's Patrick Smith. We have in Chicago this effort at trying to prevent gun violence that is often referred to as street outreach. What do people mean? What do you mean when you use the term street outreach? So street outreach is actually a very old idea. It goes back to the 1940s in Chicago, the Chicago Area Project. And it's changed over time, but the core idea is that a lot of the individuals who are involved in violence, especially gun violence, tend to be disconnected or locked out of a lot of mainstream institutions. So they spend a lot of their time quite literally on the street. So in order to reach them, and they are hard to reach, you have to use and employ individuals with the same lived experience, credible messengers, people who know the neighborhood and the networks and the relationships. And the idea is you meet people where they are, which is literally, again, sort of on outside, on the street, on the corner, uh, you know, in groups, in cliques, in networks. And so we have a number of anti-violence organizations in Chicago that employ this kind of street outreach now. What do we know about who these anti-violence organizations are reaching? Yeah. So I think – so we're doing research on two big efforts, uh, Chicago Cred and Communities Partnering for Peace, CP4P. I think one of the thing, key things that we're learning across all of these efforts is that street outreach can actually find individuals that are in immediate harm's way, individuals whose risk for victimizations are 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 times higher than other people in their own neighborhood. So we are actually talking about individuals whose risk uh, of being a victim of gun violence dwarfs people that live on the same block. Statistically speaking, many of these individuals are safer playing Russian roulette than they are in terms of their risks of being a gunshot victim at somebody else's hand. I mean, it is staggering the amount of risk they face and the amount of need uh, that there is to sort of bring that risk down. The the levels are truly off the charts. So they're connecting with the highest risk people. Are they succeeding in getting them to take advantage of programs or or choose different outlets or or get involved in, in something more positive? That's a great question. So what we're seeing, they are connecting them to services and and many of the participants are taking advantage of these services. So 63% of the cred participants who didn't have a high school diploma got a high school diploma. That's a huge win. So we know that that's true. We know that before COVID, 15 to 20% of outreach participants of CP4P saw improvements in employment full-time or part-time employment. Now, of course, COVID had a, probably had a bigger effect on a lot of these um, you know, young men's employment than other people's employment, but they were really making strides in this space ahead of time if we can get them to do that. Um, so that's a, that's a big win. So if these programs are reaching the people most likely to be involved in gun violence, and if they are having huge wins, at least in some areas, as you put it, why is violence so high in Chicago? That is the question everybody wants to to unpack. There are a couple of reasons why. Uh, And the first thing I want to say, Patrick, and I know you know this, is we're actually talking about a nationwide trend of an uptick in gun violence. It's not just Chicago. If it were just Chicago, 
the answer would be slightly different. But there are important things when we do talk about just Chicago. Gun violence is so embedded into the city. The scale of the problem is so large that no single program that focuses in on individuals will be able to put a dent in an aggregate rate. So just as a point of scale, if we have 900 crews or factions in the city of Chicago and they each have 10 or 15 members, you're talking about 10,000 plus individuals who may or may not be involved in disputes or conflicts. We have 200 outreach workers, right? So the number of people they'll be able to connect with is very, very, very small. But let me be clear, finding people, connecting people, and keeping people alive are super important, and we wanna do all of those things. But it just means that that's where the impact should be seen most immediately. Beyond that, it's just real. The problem is just too big. So does that mean what you're saying? Does that mean that if we if we poured hundreds of millions of dollars more into this and ex- greatly expanded street outreach, it still wouldn't really have much of a have much of an impact on the number of shootings we saw in Chicago? I, I think it's not outreach alone. So let me be clear. I think outreach is, is emerging as a really important tool in our sort of violence prevention, our neighborhood-based violence prevention toolkit. I think what we need to do is pour millions and tens of millions of dollars in building violence prevention infrastructure, which means building a workforce that's trained and has the tools that they need to succeed. So in addition to violence interrupters, we need trauma care specialists. We need other sorts of first responders. We need victim services all that immediate response that needs to be coordinated, but at the same time, you need to have these mid-range strategies and these truly transformative strategies. So if you have a bunch of job readiness programs, but no jobs at the end, there's not, it's gonna just go into feedback on itself. So all of those things kind of have to happen at the same time, but we need to invest in infrastructure that is locally coordinated, uh, that has the support of the city and the state and federal government, it needs to be consistently funded too. I think one of the things that happens in this space is once you get a good thing going, you have to keep the lights on. Uh, and that's then you're scrambling to try to keep people employed, to do all these things. And, you know, eventually these kind of things can fade away. I think we need consistent investment and we need to make sure we bolster the things we think are having an impact. That's Northwestern University professor Andrew Papakristos talking with WBEZ's Patrick Smith about the early promise of an anti-violence strategy known as street outreach.